0: Good afternoon. My name is Ray Montgomery and I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And today we have Ms. Rhonda Chapman. How are you doing, Rhonda?
1: I'm fine.
0: All right, Rhonda. I wanted to bring you on the podcast today and really just to talk about uh, several different things. Talk about your role here at Bosman Enterprises. Talk about Toastmasters and talk about how you overcame um, blindness, I would say. So uh, first of all, Ron, how long um, have you been working here at Bosma Enterprises?
1: I've been with Bosma for 12 years now.
0: Okay, so 12 years now. What is your current role here at Bosma Enterprises?
1: I am the Independent Living Retail Sales Specialist.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what what does all that encompass?
1: <laughs> I I run the retail store and. With that, I do the purchasing, I handle the deposits, um, I have a person that I'm training, I pick all the items that are sold in the store, I do the merchandising, and it is really the perfect fit for me because I love to shop, I love to Sell things, buy things, and it's nothing like doing it with someone else's money.
0: Right. Okay. I know a lot of people may even ask. I know you, now for for those who don't know, you are totally blind, correct? Yes. Okay. So how do you do the deposits? You're doing purchasing. You're doing orders. How are you able to accomplish all those tasks?
1: Technology. I use the um, square system and it's run on the iPad, mm-hmm. just the basic iPad out of the box, and the Square system is an application, a sales system, and it is so easy. It does everything, and a lot of restaurants and retail establishments around the country are using it. Um, I was a die-hard, diehard flip phone user and when i was told that you know they were going to get me a new sales system and it was going to be based off of the apple products i was forced into it but now that i have it i wouldn't be without it so i use everything i use talks my calculator talks mm-hmm. my money reader talks everything talks all technology everything everything
0: so i want to um just go back a little bit i know you run in the retail store and you're here at bosman you're um, successful, but prior to coming to Bosma, how did you um, lose your vision?
1: I have a condition condition called pseudotumor seabriae and it was explained to me by my uh, neuro-ophthalmologist as fake tumor of the brain. The fluid pressure built up and it beat my optic nerves like a wave hitting the seashore and it killed the optic nerves, and when your optic nerves die, there's no transplant, there's no regeneration, there's no magic pill, there's no blood flow to the optic, so therefore, you know, the sight is gone. Right.
0: Yeah, I, but one thing about the optic nerve, I've been reading a lot of little studies, you know, everybody hopes, let's talking about stem cells, so I don't know if that mm. could be a possibility down the line because the optic nerve is full of millions of cells yeah. and things that connect right to the eyes of the brain, so but you never know, you never know. So, but, so you lost your sight 12 years ago. How did that, um, what were you doing at that time in your life?
1: Oh, at that time I was living the American dream. Uh-huh. I had uh, two children, both boys, 10 and 12. We had just built a new home in the suburbs. I had my little career going. I was loving life and uh, within a 10 day period, from the time I realized something was off till the time they notified me that sighted life was over, it took 10 days for my world to
0: change. So was it a progressive 10 days, or I mean, how did that 10 days look for you? Oh,
1: in that 10 days, I had uh, two surgeries. I had thousands of milligrams of steroids pumped into me to try to save my sight. They they fought valiantly, but, um, and it held steady for about three days, and then it went. It just totally went. The pressure was way too high. They couldn't save it.
0: So you woke up, and then you were? Blind. blind. Mm, that had to be devastating. Oh,
1: it was. It really was, especially, you know, with my children, because they, uh, were total polar opposites. One became a mini me caretaker mm-hmm. that was always in my shadow, wanting to follow me around and protect me. And the other one was in total denial, and uh, was ashamed. You know, was you know just uncomfortable with the whole situation. He just really didn't get it. He, yeah. Poor little thing.
0: So, were you talking about the youngest or the oldest? The youngest. The youngest. Yeah.
1: Actually the youngest, it's it's funny, he's twenty six now. And just the other day, just Wednesday, he said to me, I still can't believe you're blind. He just you know Man.
0: Man. Yeah. So you just don't know how to affect the children in that sense. So did you stop doing things with the children? How did how did you um
1: get oh, over that or how did they well, we, there was an adjustment because yes. I was the, the main driver and force of making sure they stayed on schedule and got to everything. So there was a switch there, but really, I persevered because I had to. I refused for them to see me quit right. or be beaten or cowed down. So I just kept pressing on. I found other ways, I found other drivers. Uh, Their dad stepped up a lot and, and, and jumped in and filled in the gap. I still went to track meets. I could walk from my house to the middle school. So I would walk over and watch my son run cross country. I still went to PTA meetings, I still volunteered at the school. I tried to stay as active in their lives as possible. And you know, that was a positive thing and that was a good thing, but that's also very draining. Yeah. Yeah, it was a per for me personally it was very draining. But it you know, it had to be.
0: Right. Okay. So after after that, how did you how did you find Bosma Enterprises? How to did-
1: When I was at Methodist Hospital after they put the stent in the back of my head to drain the fluid and I came out of surgery and the neurologist, you know, certified me totally blind um, the social worker came in and told me about Bosma that was in May um, and it was October before I was able to get into the rehabilitation center. At that time, they were still downtown in the uh, 400 block of uh, Pennsylvania in the little old office building. <laughs> it wasn't this fabulous right. thing we have now. Right. It came up since then. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, we have grown <laughs> <Pretty sure. laughs> since then. But uh, yeah, it, it Took a few months for mm-hmm. me to get in, but it was in the hospital. The social worker told me about Bosman, and I've been a part ever since.
0: So, what did you learn when you came to Bosman? What, what what did you want to accomplish, and how did they help you get um, adjusted to being uh, a person with a visual impairment, a person with blind?
1: Oh, my main thing was travel. I wanted to be able to, you know, get around on my own, you know. I didn't want to have to totally depend on someone to get me anywhere and everywhere all the time. Um, So I wanted to travel. And personally, at that point, I had just started really working on a computer and learning a little bit about that. So I was wanting to continue that as well. But they taught me a lot and helped me gain confidence. That was the most, I think, important thing was the self-confidence to move on and to keep going and not give up.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I believe that's one of the key things that you learn and build that confidence, even watching other people who have been blind for a period of, you know, a longer period of time than mm-hmm. you have. So yes. just watching how they do things, you kind of pick up on, okay, maybe I need to incorporate into, that, into my daily life or, you know, Anybody teaching one another, I would say. That's it. In some way, shape, or form around here. So how long did it take you to finish the program?
1: <laughs> well, you know, the program is supposed to be three to five months. Right. <laughs> I'm laughing because I was in the program for almost ten months. Right. And James Michaels at the time was the counselor. You know, now he's VP over programs. But he told me, look, you're going to graduate. <laughs> they put me out. They literally put me out. I kept coming up with different things to try to learn and to make and, yeah. and everything so I wouldn't leave, so I couldn't, you know, didn't have to go. They had to put me out. So technically, <laughs> I probably only needed the five months, but I hung around an extra five. You know, I right, was having to... Right. <clears throat> Like mommy day camp, I was having a blast. I didn't want to leave. Didn't
0: want to go home. <laughs> no. <laughs> so after you did the program, um, how how did you get employed here at Bosma once you finished the program?
1: Well, that wasn't the direction right. I intended to go. Okay. I thought once I learned how to get from point A to point B and how to operate the computer again, that I automatically went back to the company I worked for in the first place. Yeah. Well, that was when I discovered the phrase, Indiana is an at-will state. Meaning, although the company loved me and paid me great, they don't have to take you back. And although we, um, we had, People come in to show them how the adaptive technology could work on their system. They had a system that was pretty jury rigged to start with and they didn't want to add Jaws or screen readers or anything else to their system to accommodate me. And so when that fell through, I uh, volunteered at my local church for uh, five years working in the office. I copied, I shredded, I worked with the children. I, you know, just to keep busy, you know, so many days a week. And then uh, James Michaels again called and asked me would I like to come and volunteer at Bosma. And after he called me, then I got a call from Joe Madlock in HR saying that they needed temporary help on the glove line and so I came in the week of Christmas in oh five, 5 I believe it was to uh, work in the glove line for a few months
0: I want to, I want to uh, you know touch on something that you just said about your job not wanting to add those screen reading software to accommodate you and just because it is disability awareness month and we want to make sure that employers do know that adding software like JAWS and ZoomTech and other uh, software like that does not affect your system at all. You can turn off JAWS, you can turn on and off at any time. So we just want to you know, let people know the capabilities of people who are blind and visually impaired that just need that you know, particular software that will allow them to you know, do the same thing as their sighted peers. So exactly. we just wanted to touch on that because I feel that a lot of people just do not know that. I get asked that a lot. How do you use a computer or how do you use a smartphone? And people don't know that, you know, your smartphone phone is already equipped with the voiceover. Yes. It's also equipped with other things as well. If you were deaf, they have something for a person who's deaf. They have something for low vision. So just simple adaptations could change an individual's life. So people just don't know sometimes. It's not that they don't want to do it. They just don't know what is out there, you know, because... That's just something that we, you know, wanted to make people aware of. So, now you back, you now you're working in production now. hmm In the production line. So, how was that um, oh. once you got, you know, here at Bob and working on the line?
1: Well, I came from an office background where, you know, you had to dress up every day. And, you know, it was... Uh, a big change for me, but it was a blast. You know, it was a group, a great group of people. We had a lot of fun, and we would push each other and challenge each other, and we we had a great time. I loved it. I was on the glove line for two years, and <laughs> I had a ball. Yeah.
0: hmm Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. You came really up is. now. You're the retail store manager. and you're making it happen over there, so definitely. Um,
1: loving it, loving it, Lo- absolutely loving it, and loving uh, the opportunity to uh, represent Bosma. You know, mm-hmm. not just in the store, but in the community. Um, Bosma's given me so many opportunities to uh, tell my story, to talk about Bosma and what we have to offer to, you know, the city of Indianapolis and the state of Indiana. And, you know, through United Way, being a torchbearer, um, an ambassador here at at Bosma, I've gone around to many companies, you know, spreading the word, and have been, what's really exciting is when they recognize you in the community. Right. You know, you're in Walmart, and people are rushing up to you, oh, I know you, or, (laughs) you know, they, uh, how's your wife? They'll ask my husband, uh, who also works at Bosma, as an employment specialist, you know, how's your wife, you know, she was so fun, you know. I try to make our tours and things that I do here fun. Mm-hmm. I try to make it real and uh, so the people can connect with with us and what's going on and get over some of that fear that they have, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not breakable. Right. We're bendable people.
0: <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> I want to talk a couple last things about Toastmasters. You're heavily involved with the Bosma Toastmasters Club. Can you talk about Toastmasters and what that is actually and your involvement with the club? Oh,
1: yes. That's one of my passions. Toastmasters International is exactly that it's an international organization that helps train individuals in public speaking, in leadership and the skills that you learn um, transfer to every aspect of your life it's helped me personally in my personal communications with individuals it's helped me tremendously at work Uh, it builds your confidence there's lessons that you learn there's a manual and now it's online which makes it even easier And they teach you skills, you know, like how to do an elevator speech, how to do a a demonstration speech, how all different types, how to uh, motivate, how to lead. I've led groups, uh, training groups uh, from anywhere from 10 to 30 people. I mean, the opportunities are limitless because you move at your pace. And as the president of Bosnia's Toastmaster Club, I've been with them now as president for two years. And in my tender, we have member, the membership has stayed consistent, and we are still a distinguished club with Toastmasters. And we have several people, including yourself, (laughs) who has received advanced, uh, received advanced training and certificate certification we have several people who have received advanced certification and have grown tremendously in their life and their skills i I feel so honored to lead this group of people and my time is up in June and I'm I'm it's a bittersweet I'll still be with the club I'll still be working to make it the best club in our district but it it will be bittersweet because I've seen so much change and growth. I've uh, really enjoyed my time and have felt very honored to be able to lead the Bosma Toastmaster Club these past two years.
0: And for uh, anyone who wants to come visit, uh, when do you when do you meet?
1: We meet every second and fourth Thursday of the month from 12 to 1 in our training room. And I would. Admonish you to give a call um, to Rhonda Chapman or Ray Montgomery, Kara Bosma, before you come, because we are a corporate club and we're open to the public, but in that, there are events and times when we do not meet because of corporate business.
0: One, one last question before I get you out of here. What would you say particularly to a mother who has just lost her sight what advice would you give her
1: Hmm. keep your chin physically up do not let your head drop keep your chin up and keep your spirits up because your children are still looking to you they'll pick the cue up from you if you fall apart or seem depressed or very extremely upset they will be as well but if you appear to have it together and are moving on then they'll feel that it's okay for them to go on but just be honest you know let them know that you know mommy's having a rough time right now but it's going to be all right we're going to make it because you will
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you, Rhonda, for coming on the podcast today, giving us all that great information. And I would like everyone to just continue to listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. This is Ray Montgomery on the Navigating Blindness podcast. I'll see you guys next week.